and welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style. That is Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of combat sports, including mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. As always, so much to talk about. We're going to change up the script a little bit tonight, do things a little bit in a, in a different order than usual. But before we get into all that, if you would like to uh, download the show, it's in podcast form. Uh, anywhere you can find a podcast, if uh, you are trying to find it in your favorite podcast home and it is not there, please let us know and we'll make sure that we can remedy that. If you would like to uh, follow the show, or find all the links to the show uh, on Twitter, at Team Impact Media, at The Impact 99 on practically every social media. We'll find myself, which will also have show links and uh, whatever interesting, entertaining little tidbits I want to put up, including some of our video interviews of uh, some of our other works. Uh, and as always, the email for any of our shows here at Impact Media is 3 zone. That is E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, three end zone, at gmail.com, and that will get directly to us. We appreciate all questions, comments, suggestions. Hey, if you want to tell us we suck, that's great, but tell us how, and we'll do what we can to fix that. But without further ado, I said we're flipping the script, and we are flipping the script because I want to talk UFC 273. 273, it was Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. The entire main card was just exceptional. And yes, I am going to start, I'm going to start, I, don't, I, I never understand some shows. Hey, you do your show how you want to do your show. I, it's weird to me when they start at the bottom of the card when they're reviewing it. Or even previewing, for that matter. Why would you start at the bottom of the card? When people want to hear about the main event. So we're going to start with the main event. Alexander Volkanovsky had his featherweight title on the line versus Chan Sung Young, otherwise known as the Korean Zombie. They call him the Korean zombie because that dude, uh, he's the Energizer Bunny. I said it last week. That dude takes beatings. That, that dude can take a lick in and keep on ticking. He just continually keeps it going. And uh, it's just you, you can't kill the zombie. Well, Volkanovsky, he gave it more than the college try. In fact, Referee, was, was that Herbin? I think it was Herb. Herb Dean in the main event. He stops this into the fourth. Just into the fourth. Uh, it was a good call. Uh, Zombie did what he could, but Volkanovski was not going to be... He was not going to be denied on this night. Do we have some of the numbers? Uh, total strikes, 152 for Volkanovski to just 51 for the Korean Zombie. Significant strikes, 138 to 48. Um, and the majority of those were to the head region. Volkanovski had more control. Uh, leg strikes were more on point with 26 to 8. He was 4 for 8 in his takedowns. He just dominated. And uh, Volkanovski, I am. Uh, I apologize for doubting you. I honestly thought Zombie could, could uh, pull it off. And maybe on a different day he could. But uh, he, he gave it a, a valiant effort. Volkanovski is the king for a reason. And he keeps his featherweight title. 
Now, in the Bantamweight title fight, Al Jermaine Sterling versus Peter Yan, we all know that, what, for the last year or so, thanks to that illegal strike that cost Peter Yan a DQ and his title, uh, Al Jermaine Sterling has uh, caught a lot of crap. Maybe he deserves some of it, maybe he doesn't. I don't know, that's up to you to decide. Well, Al Jermaine Sterling wins the split decision, keeps re- retains his belt, It was close. It was close. I I had Peter Yan. I had Peter Yan winning this. Because um, they had it 47, or 48 47, 47 48, 48 47 for Sterling. I had the opposite. I thought Jan had three rounds and Sterling won two, but hey, as Dana White famously always says, if you let it go to the judges, you are taking the power out of your hands and putting it in theirs. And it's how they saw the fight. So, congratulations to Al Jermaine Sterling. That, uh, there shouldn't be an immediate rematch or nothing like that. He should move on to another competitor. And uh, Peter Jan should... Uh, to get another fight with somebody. Just not, I don't, you, you take a break. I'm tired of seeing these title fights where they just go back and forth for four or five times. And it's, it ties up the division, and it usually doesn't solve much. So, uh, congratulations to Aljermaine Sterling. Went split decision there. In what was my second favorite fight of the night? I'll get to my first in a minute. I second favorite fight of the night. Hamzat Hamzat Chimaev gets the unanimous decision win over Gilbert Burns. Okay, if I told you Chimaev was going to beat Burns, you'd say, "Well, okay, he was the favorite." I see that. I I still thought Burns was going to pull it off. Uh, but if I told you Chimaev got taken to a third round, something he had was. It got taken to a third round. You would say he did now. Yes. Gilbert Burns was not going to be denied seeing the end of this fight. He wasn't. Not at all. Gilbert Burns knew he had to come put on a show. And the only way he had a chance was to either go the distance or catch Chemayev. Good luck catching Chemayev. Obviously, he can be caught, but at the end of this, they both embraced they, the just mad respects. I would say Chemayev is going to get about 75% of the credit, 70-75, and I think 25 to 30% of, of the clout of the bump up. You know, obviously Chemayev won, so he should get uh, a bigger fight next time out, which last time I checked is is going to be uh, pretty up there. I think he did enough to warrant even considering a, a really high booking. But let's not discount Gilbert Burns. Gilbert did something nobody else has done. He made it to the end of a Chemayev fight. And not only that, he had multiple chances of winning it himself. Once again, it's what I say about the the Sterling-Yon fight. When this goes to the judges, yeah, we kind of all thought at that time that that it should be Chemayev, but we don't know what the judges saw. We don't know what direction that could have went. But in the end, like I said, this was just a fun fight to watch. Uh, good for Gilbert Burns. He gets crapped on a lot for who knows what reason. I think he showed he's a top contender. Uh, and then, listen, and congratulations to my, obviously. Let's talk about my favorite fight of the night. Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. 
once again, I like to say that I do not like fights like this because it makes me pick between two fighters that I am uh, I am a fan of. I really thought Tisha Torres was going to pull this out. It comes down to a split decision. Kenzie Dern ends up with the win. Man, the women's strawweight, it is, that division is on fire. It is on fire. Congratulations to Mackenzie. Was uh, just, a, just a great, great fight. I really, I think for Dern, it come down to the uh, the submission attempts. It was three to nothing as far as those. But either way, either one of these fighters, man, they're, it's, it's one of those, it's just like that last fight where McKenzie is going to get the bump up, but Tisha's not going to get a bump down. McKenzie's going to get the better booking, obviously, but Tisha's right there in the mix still. And, and either one of these girls, if if uh, if you're on top of the strawweight division, if you're one of those top-ranked uh, fighters, uh, th- those are people I don't want to see in my rearview mirror. I don't want to look over my shoulder and see Mackenzie Dern or Tisha Torres. It's, uh, it's going to be a long night. Going to be a long night against those. Uh, congratulations, Mackenzie, once again on that. Um, I'm not going to go, I'm actually going to go over some of the other ones. Uh, Mark Madsen over uh, Vince uh, Pichel. Had that pick wrong, but hey, Mark earned that fight. Uh, Raquel Pennington, unanimous decision over Aspen Ladd. Remember, I told you guys that one. The women's bantamweight, that's that's another, uh, you know, the men's divisions are what they are, but these women's divisions, man, that's, I am uh, I am very glad that I just report on the sport, and uh, it's uh, it's a tough night out against a lot of these ladies, and uh, good for Raquel on uh, the uh, decision win. Mike Malott in his debut smashes Mickey Gall. I mean, goodness, he hit Mickey Gall so hard. I think CM Punk. Caught a little bit of pain for it. But uh, good for him in his debut. Uh, Mickey will bounce back too, but uh, good for him a lot. He's, uh, he, he could be a guy to watch here coming up. Alexio Lennox gets the submission win over Jared Vanderay. Uh, the ageless wonder. Alexi is now 60, 16, and 1. Yep. He has fought 77 professional fights in the heavyweight division. And they don't discount Jared Vanderay at all. But towards the end of round number one, Alexi finds that submission. you got to always keep your eyes peeled for things like that. And uh, he, he just caught Jared uh, going. It was actually, uh, what was the actual name of it? I, I heard like four different things. We got... The Scarfold. Okay, it was a Scarfold. Then that is what we'll go with. Can we can? They're confirming. Okay, they confirmed that from ESPN. Okay, I believe ESPN. Then that's a Scarfold. Uh, great, great win for uh, Lexi. And uh, I believe that sets us up for this weekend. where now we get to preview this weekend's action. Because we're going to get a fight night on Saturday, right? It's on Saturday. Yep, they are not dumb enough. They're not stupid. UFC is not at all. They are not going to be on Easter, which they're on Friday or Saturday most of the time anyway. But this fight night is going to be on Friday. Uh, it is going to be the main event. It's in the welterweight division. We are going to get Bilal Muhammad versus Vincente Luque. Man, these are two fighters that we continually talk about all throughout the year. And we're just mowing through everybody. So it's it's only fitting 
that uh, not only is is the whole UFC Fight Night on is the whole thing on ESPN. No, the main card is on ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus for uh, the undercard. And you can actually ESPN Plus watch the whole thing. But we're going to get Luke Muhammad. My goodness. My goodness. That is going to be... Let's see. Main event. So it's going to go... Is it going to go five? It could go five. If it goes five, I feel like... Feel like Luke, who is a slight favorite, would would probably get the decision victory. Uh, I think Bilal Muhammad's going to try to get this done. No more than three rounds in, I'm going to say. I'm going to go with what I said. I'm going to say Luke is going to win by decision, three rounds to two. So that's what, 48, 47. I'm going with that. Give me Luke. Um. We're going to get uh, Myra Bueno Silva and Wu Yanan in the women's bantamweight. I'm just skipping through some of these to the to the fights that I think are going to be fantastic. Uh, slight favorite to, to uh, Bueno Silva. I actually think she's going to win. Uh, let's go second round. TKO, which is usually a stoppage. We'll go with that. Um, what else? Do we, we got some good ones in here, but I want to dig deep. Uh, Devin Clark versus William Knight in the light heavyweight division. I think that's going to be really fun. Uh, give me... Give me William Knight to pull off the uh, slight underdog upset. Uh, we're going to get Drakkar Closa taking on Brandon Jenkins. I'm going to take Drakkar in that one. He is the big favorite in the lightweight, but uh, don't discount Brandon Jenkins. He's got some hands, and uh, if this thing goes goes into the, the later rounds, their second or third round, uh, I think it, it favors Brandon just a little bit. And you guys can see this entire card. Uh, ESPN has it up. Their app has it up. Uh, all those fun things like that. But like I said, that is going to be Saturday night. Let's see if we can get a time for that. It's not showing anything in front of me right now. My guess. Well, that could be an early one, I guess. It is going to be, looks like 8.30. Wow, that's a, kind of a weird time, but okay, 8.30 to 11.30 is what ESPN is saying for that. So, hey, your main card then, I mean, your prelims will probably start 4 or 5 p.m., probably something around, along those lines. But that leads us to Bellator. Bellator, for the first time in a couple weeks, they are going to, it is going to be Bellator 77, AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull. AJ McKee at 18-0, Pitbull 32-5-0. And and I'm not just going to read in the records. Um, what, the Pitbull, Pit, what the Pitbull brothers did for Bellator in uh, helping build up this, this company uh, could could never there's there's no way to repay them for all that they've done. I mean it, it helped them in the process, but uh, especially Patricio and uh, Patricky uh, helping carry divisions and and really help build this thing. Uh, but when AJ McKee took out Patricio and took the belt, the featherweight title last time, holy cow! 
it's going to be a different fight. Pitbull is, the Pitbull brothers are really good at looking at past mistakes or past fights and learning something from them, gaining something. That being said, gosh, this is hard. <laughs> you got a buzzsaw and you got a rhino. Um, you know what? Give me Patricio Pitbull to win his title back and give A.J. McKee his first loss. How he's going to do that, I have no freaking idea. I'm just going to go against the grain because I know McKee is probably the favorite. Yeah, he's a heavy favorite on on, uh, on Bellator's site. But uh, just I don't know why. And uh, AJ, don't come at me. I'm just uh, I'm trying to be the contrarian. I'm going to take Patricio to win his featherweight title back. In the co-main event, the light heavyweight world title is on the line as Vadim Nemkov is going to take on Corey Anderson. I believe, is this the... No, this, no they're done with the Grand Prix and all that, I think. Uh, this thing is pretty split. Uh, Corey Anderson is uh, a bad, bad man. As far as uh, he is just a ridiculously great fighter, he's probably super nice. Vadim Nemkov has uh, he's been the the poster child of the light heavyweight division. He's he's been the this the standard, you know, at fifteen two and zero, is sixteen five and zero for Corey Anderson. This it's. I mean, you know, there's a reason why they don't do events every week. When they do, my goodness, do they load it up. I'm going to say Nemkov is going to retain over Corey Anderson. Once again, I have no earthly idea how either of these fights could go the distance, and either one of them could be ended at any time because these are four of the better fighters in Bellator. But uh, that's that's the main card. Uh, I'm sure they'll fill it, fill out some of the prelims. There's 12 total fights on this card. Uh, let me let me go through some of the other ones. You get uh, the Vletzon Gag Shimuradov. It is easier to say his name than it is to fight him. This light heavyweight, uh, he's taking on Raphael Cavallo. Once again, I this this is going to be a crazy fight. Yakshimurodov is the heavy favorite. Doesn't mean anything in fighting. It does, but it doesn't. In this case, I think you should take Yakshimurodov, but uh, you know, if Carvalho won, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Tim Johnson's fighting Linton Vassell. Tim Johnson, man, he's he's a big dude. He's definitely a big dude. Uh, been fighting for a while. Uh, Linton, Linton has a pretty good chance in this one as well. He's actually the favorite. Uh, he's got yeah, not much height on him. Tim Johnson is the heavier of the two by about 20 or 30, no, no, 30 pounds. 30 pound difference. Uh, the only difference is Linton Vassell has six more victories. They have the same amount of losses. Tyrell Fortune is taking on Rakeem Cleveland in the heavyweight division. The heavyweights are featured on this one. Uh, I like Tyrell Fortune, but uh, Rakeem Cleveland, man, he's, he's a good dude, too. Uh, let's find, where was that other fight? Yeah, here's here's two brand new guys. You get Socrates Hernandez, who is 0-1-0 in the featherweight division. He's taking on Regalio Luna, who doesn't have a professional fight. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. 
you guys have went to amateur fight nights more than likely or things like that, you're going to get these, uh, they, they can still be polished, but you're going to get a little bit of rawness, a little bit, you get to see whose gas tank is, is ready to go. Um, give me Luna. I think Luna's going to win that one. That's always fun, though, when you get people who who don't have professional fights. I mean, but you don't know how many amateur fights they've had. They could have had 200. They could have had two. But these two look like they're ready to throw down. Uh, fun weigh-ins. If you guys don't watch the weigh-ins, go back and watch the replays of them. They are fantastic. Uh, of course, the whole Bellator card is on Bellator's website and their app. Their app is super cool. You can... Uh, uh, there's trivia, there's all kinds of fun stuff like that. But that catches you up with all the fighting up until now, all the MMA. So let's let's jump into the wrestling. And as always, we like to start... Well, let's change it up again. Let's change it up again. Let's start with AEW. AEW, let's start with... Are they doing backwards again? I did. AEW Dynamite. I told you Dynamite and Rampage, they love to start with CM Punk or Orange Cassidy or, in this case, Adam Cole, baby. As he took on Christian, good match. Good, solid match. Christian can still go with the best of them. Of course, Adam Cole wins. Down comes Red Dragon to defend Adam Cole. And then Jungle Express comes down to uh, fight with Christian. Uh, we're going to get Red Dragon versus Jungle Express for the tag titles at some point very, very soon. And that is going to be fantastic. Uh, Hangman came down too. He's not afraid of anybody. The debuting Samoa Joe. Yep, he's back. Samoa Joe, he took on Max Caster. With Anthony Bowens, of course. This was part of the tournament they have coming up for... I, I I know the Owen Hart tournament on the women's side. I don't remember what the tournament was on the men's side. But Smojo, of course, gets the victory. But Max Caster, I'm telling you right now, just like with Top Flight, just like with Dante Martin, I know I said this last week, I'm going to keep saying it. Max Caster, while his... Uh, tag partner Anthony Bowens, who is another tremendous talent, while he is injured and dinged up right now, Max Caster has taken the ball and ran. He is getting big profile matches. He may not win them, but he has great showings in all of them. He is showing that he has a single run in him if he if he so chooses or if they get the opportunity. It just depends on how, how long Anthony Bowens is going to be out because, I mean, there's... There's a lot there. That's It's a great team. But on top of being a great team, uh, the, these guys can go on their own. Uh, what was next? I said Samojo wins that. He had a good showing. It's, it's Samojo. Oh, at the end of this, uh, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, who attacked uh, Samoa Joe, I believe, uh, Looks like Lethal and Samoa Joe are going to get into it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Sean Spears with MJF took on Captain Sean Dean. I uh, appreciate your service, uh, Captain Sean. He's in the military. As part of the tournament, uh, Wardlow took out a bunch of security people and made it all the way down to ringside which distracted Spears enough to where Captain Sean Dean rolled him up and got the victory and eliminated Spears from the t tournament. I believe now Captain Sean is going to take on MJF next week, which, once again, this is what a great showing for, for Captain Sean Dean. Is he, gets, he gets to be on Dynamite and take on Sean Spears. And then because of it, he's in the middle of this storyline with MJF and Wardlow. He's getting a match with MJF, who's a big-time, big wig in the company. So, fantastic. 
Um, the Butcher and the Blade had a uh, a pretty good match with the Hardys, the Hardy Boys, Hardy Brothers, whatever they want to call themselves. It was a table match. Of course, the Hardys end up winning. It was an elimination match, which usually means when you get put through a table, you're out and you go away. Well, none of them did, but because it ended up with uh, the final, it was it was basically Jeff Hardy who had already been put through a table, who climbed on top of a ladder and and uh, believe I believe it was the butcher that was left, and he put him through a table, and so the Hardys won. Then we were joined by Andrade, the Bunny, and Private Party, which is the rest of that group. Sting and Darby show up to even the odds a little bit. And, of course, that means we're going to get a big multi-person match of some kind down the road again. But uh, I like what Andrade has been doing recently. He's uh, he's orchestrating. He's leading a group. But when he does get in the ring, he is just awesome. Now, they have Saturday Fight Night that is coming up this Saturday. We have the card for that yet? Okay, we're going to pull up the card. <laughs> While we're pulling up the card, there we go. Saturday. There we go. It's going to be at the Bojangles Coliseum. That tells me that it is in South Carolina. I believe. No, that is not. Let's see if we can. Okay. It's, yeah, it's. We had to do a ridiculous search just to find it. Saturday fight night, Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa. I guess this is Battle of the Belts 2. Not going to show nothing else on it. Well, then I'll throw this out here. AEW, you want to make it that hard to figure out your card? Then I won't talk about it. All I know is Saturday Fight Night is coming up. I believe it's Battle of the Belts 2 from what I just read. I've tried to look into this all week. So I believe... I believe Battle of the Belts, that means all the champions will be defending, and uh, they'll probably have some other matches in there. And if you guys find it, more power to you. Uh, another match we had in the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, which is the women's tournament. Jamie Hayter, or no, no, no. Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm got into it. There's a chance they could face each other, and if they do... It's going to be another one of those times when I don't know who to pick because uh, those are two of the better women's wrestlers in the company right now. I, there are some that are better. I will give them that. But these are two of my favorite to watch because their style is is different from everybody else, and it's, it's um, very easy to follow. Uh, no, the Owen tournament match we had was Julia Hart, still rocking the eye patch, took on 
Hikaru Shida. Uh, good match, because actually Julia Hart, she's starting to show a little bit of an evil streak. A little bit of an evil streak, but, uh, you know, something different. She sent she sent uh, Garrison and Pillman to the back to get out of the way. So uh, maybe she joins the House of Black after getting Miss Bittinger eye that started this whole thing. Right? Could be interesting. Could be different. They could use a female member. It'd be fun. But uh, Sheeta wins, and then Serena Deep comes down. Looks like their feud is, is uh, still going. So we will see where that leads. But uh, Ukaru Sheeta is still one of the best in their company as well. And then in the main event, FTR, who are the champ champs, they're double champs, defended their belts against the Young Bucks. If you want to see what updated, classic tag team action looks like, FTR versus the Young Bucks. This, wow. This, this was one where the buildup definitely was not bigger than the match. The match was just incredible. Just amazing what these four can come up with. And in the end, FTR retains, which didn't even seem to matter. I think a lot of people forgot it was even a title match by the end of it because there was so much action, so much going on, so many tags, so many events. These four know how to do it. And uh, hopefully we see them uh, again uh, in the near future, because this this was just amazing, excellent tag team action. Let's move over to Rampage, AEW Rampage. We had Brian Danielson take on Trent. Trent's really good, but uh, Danielson got the win as he should. That was a pretty solid match. This whole thing between Danhausen and Hook, where Danhausen keeps trying to curse him, and Hook just uh, Walks off because he's got better things to do. It's going to lead to something. Not a match, clearly, but it's going to lead to something. But it's pretty entertaining, at least. But then again, almost anything Dan Housen does is entertaining. So Then we got Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page, who came out. Uh, them and Sammy Guevara and, and Ty Conti, it, it, it's leading up to the Page fans and Ty Conti match. And it's leading up to Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guevara. Which should be fun. I don't think it'll be as good as the original. But we'll see what they do. Then we got Swerve Strickland who took on QT Marshall. It was a good match. QT is a is a great ring general. He's a great mechanic. Uh, he's, he's got some pretty cool moves himself. And uh, we know he's the master trainer, so... Uh, Swerve gets the win, of course. Ricky Starks shows up, and uh, it's 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 eventually going to be Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. It's just gonna it's gonna end up being some big time steel cage match or something. Uh, Willow took on Red Velvet. Of course, Red Velvet wins that one. I don't know if that was part of the tournament or not. It probably was, but uh, I don't quite remember. It, it, it was a decent match. Uh, it, it's weird to me, and, and, you know, nothing personal to Red Velvet, but uh, Willow's the better, better wrestler of the two, but Red Velvet is the one who's more secured by the AEW contract. It's been around longer. Uh, Wheeler Yuta took on John Moxley in the main event. You know, Yuta has, he went over and won the Pure Championship from Josh Woods in the Supercard of Honor event. And even though Moxley won this match, it looks like Yuta has officially joined up with them, with him and Danielson and Regal as part of the, was it the Blackpool Fight Club or whatever it is. So, it's a different direction for Yuta, and I think he's definitely going to benefit better out those three. 
and this should propel him upwards uh, into some some bigger moments, some bigger things for sure. Um, Impact Wrestling, they they just did highlights of the multiverse of matches that happen over the weekend. I, why have a pay per view if the following week you just show uh, good chunks of the pay per view matches? including the end of all the, ma- the conclusions of all the matches. I don't know if they just gave their talent a week off, because usually after a pay-per-view the following Monday and Tuesday, they do about a month's worth of tapings, a month or two sometimes. But uh, I don't know. Just impact wrestling for you, I guess. New Japan. we got a couple tournament matches. They are doing their big uh, Super Cup event we got uh, Chima who took on Taka Michinoku some of you wrestling fans that uh, are around similar age to myself would remember Taka Michinoku from his WWF WWE run where uh, he's a solid worker he, he's uh, uh, he's put on he, he's a little more muscular now than he was back then but uh, he's still a solid worker him and Chima had a really good match Chima ends up with the win which eliminates Taka from the tournament, and Chima will now uh, move on. And in, I think they do this every year, where the standing world heavyweight champ and the standing uh, junior champ, I believe he's the junior champ, take on each other in the first round of the tournament. Well, that means uh, Kazuchika Okada took on El Desperado. A lot of people know who Okada is. I talk about him on here a lot. He's on TV a lot. Uh, he he really is like uh, like part Cena, part Randy Orton as far as his style, his stature, his clout with the the, the company, things like that. Uh, really, really good wrestler. Uh, super guy, super guy for sure. He helped bring them into a entire new era a couple years ago uh, with the helps of uh, Naito and Will Ospreay, and, and some of the ones like that that were some incredible opponents for him. But uh, Okada's the man. And uh, he he takes his losses. He, he probably wins two-thirds of his matches, but he, he took some losses. He didn't on this night, but El Desperado, not for lack of effort. He took Okada to the ends of the earth and said, you know, hey, if you're going to beat me, we're gonna have to, you're going to have to go all out. So Okada had to find another gear. He went all out. He wins. He advances. Uh, New Japan. It's it's a fantastic jam-packed hour each and every week following Impact Wrestling. So that's on Thursdays on is that Ax? I forgot what channel that is. Axis. What channel is that? Anybody now? Axis TV. Yeah. I highly. Highly recommended. So that leads us leads us to WWE as we finish up here of Strong Style for the week. Start with Raw. Monday Night Raw. We get Cody and Seth. They end up shaking hands. There's a theory out there that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, who are together, just had a kid together, that they're being punished for something. That that's part of why Seth lost Cody. Um, no, it's just Seth can take the loss, and and Cody needed the win coming in. How dumb would it have been? All this all this fanfare that Cody Rhodes is coming back, and then he drops a match out of the gate at WrestleMania. Everybody, it, it wouldn't make sense. Uh, they say that that Becky Lynch uh, getting have to get a new haircut because her hair got trimmed by. Bianca Belair and then lost the belt. I don't, I don't think they're getting punished. I just, you know, I think Seth's about to go on a run, and I think Becky is about to to take a little bit of a step back. She has been at the top of the division for a good while in the last few years, with the only exception being that she was pregnant. So I think they're going to be fine. 
Um, it really does look like they're going to start filling out Edge Edge's new brood or whatever faction he is doing. The uh, the first member, of course, is Damian Priest, which will only help Priest. There has been rumors that may, maybe Rhea Ripley joins in, and her and Liv have kind of gotten to a weird spot as a team. And uh, they've said maybe uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Mm, okay. If, uh, if I don't know. We'll see what they end up doing. Um, Rhea needs to do something, though. The The tag team stuff is kind of getting old. We, we know she's one of the top contenders. You can only keep her away from the, the title picture for so long unless you put her into a group like that where they can do group-related things as opposed to, to her being a single contender. It's just an odd moment. Uh, Kevin Owens is in the ring complaining about Stone Cold and all the stuff that happened to him at WrestleMania because of Steve Austin. And uh, some generic music hits. A guy that kind of looks familiar comes to the ring. He uh, he, he kind of looks like Elias. If Elias raided Rick Martel's locker and uh and uh shaved all of his all the hair off his face and this and and Kevin Owens continually keeps going what are you doing Elias to which this this fellow says uh, I'm I'm not Elias I'm Elias's brother Ezekiel yeah I I don't quite understand what WWE's doing. The reason why Elias hadn't been on is they said they ran out of things for him to 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 do. Well, that just proves that they're eggheads. That all of us, <laughs> the WWE universe, I guess uh, we we have a thousand things that Elias could have been doing this whole time. Uh, the the Drifter gimmick was actually really really good, and he was really good with it. I mean, he got to release an album because of it, and then now we get this. Are we? Are we? Is it going to be a dual personality thing where, where uh, sometimes he's Elias? I don't know how he would do that with, without the beard and all that. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes he's Elias, sometimes he's Ezekiel. Or, or we need to find out more about Ezekiel because this is he going to wrestle different than Elias? Uh just it's. Just weird. It's just weird. Um, it looks like Veer Mahan has finally found his way to Monday Night Raw. Congratulations. Congratulations. It has been like two months of us seeing the same video that he is coming soon to Monday Night Raw. It's It was like Spinal Tap trying to find the stage. It just at some point, you, I didn't know if he was walking to the arenas and he just wasn't getting there in time or, or um, if the door was locked or, or what, but he, he not only finally showed up, but he has railroaded the Mysterios as pretty much as your rite of passage. And, and uh, it set up a couple matches, I believe this week where he is going to take on Dominic. And I'm sure that is just going to go swimmingly for the Mysterios. Uh, let's see what Veer behind can do though. We know he's a big bruiser, a big monster, uh, Show me what you can do with the Mysterios. And uh, let's keep the Mysterios in our thoughts and prayers because it's going to be a lot of ice baths for them for the next few weeks. Um, what else was in okay, another bizarre moment? Uh, the NXT champion, world champion, or heavyweight champion rather, Dolph Ziggler comes out with uh, Robert Roode, of course. And uh, he defeats he says he's defending his title against Braun Breaker in a stand and deliver rematch. Stand and deliver was the NXT event that happened right before WrestleMania during the weekend where Braun did not win. 
Well, that pretty much told me what was happening here. Uh, of course, Braun Breaker wins. This was a fantastic match. I don't know if that means Dolph is done with NXT or what that means in general, but um, this happened on Raw, and, and by... And uh, by NXT, this this started the craziest shakeup. So we have the champ and the former champ of NXT. That's a Tuesday show. They show up on Monday Night Raw, and they go at it for the NXT championship, to which Braun Breaker wins it back. So we know at least going forward into Tuesday, he is the champ. Okay, that makes sense. Where What does Dolph Ziggler do? Well, as we get into NXT, uh, We'll get into it in a second. But I will go ahead and tell you that uh, neither Dolph nor Rude showed up this week on NXT. So maybe they are officially back on Raw, SmackDown, wherever they're going to put them. So, just quick in NXT. We're going to jump around a little bit here. Quick in NXT, it opens up with Braun coming out with his belt. He talks a little bit. And then Gunther and Imperium show up. It's like, okay, that, that makes sense, Gunther being the next contender. Well, that leads to a match between Gunther and Braun for the uh, for the NXT title at the, at the end. Now, before that happened, Imperium, which is... Barthel Mott... Martel, I think is his name. Him and Fabian Eichner are Imperium. They are in a tag match versus... Where... The Creed Brothers. Well, halfway through the match, Fabian Eichner... I don't know. He jumps down off the apron because he's not the legal guy in the match. Then he jumps into the ring... He runs and slides out, and he walks all the way around, and it almost looks like he wants to skip. Like he's in a flower garden or something, I don't know, but he just does that and walks out on his tag partner in Imperium, and the Creed Brothers obviously win. Uh, the, the hooded people that have showed up recently, apparently this is some uh, NXT UK team that have, that have officially crossed the pond over, so we'll, we'll get into that in, in another week, but... So, to follow along here, we're going to start back at the beginning. So, we get the NXT champ at the time, Dolph, with Robert Roode as tag team partner. Show up on Monday Night Raw to defend against Braun Breaker, who wins the NXT title. We go to Tuesday, Braun comes out, no Dolph, no Roode. Braun comes out, he's, he's confronted by Gunther and Imperium which sets up a match between Gunther and Braun. But I just told you that Imperium had this weird moment where they... I guess they split, and there's there's something that's going to tell you the answer to that here in a minute, which just weird, but, I mean, here it is. We're to Tuesday, and you're already confused. So, Braun and Gunther, they have a really, really good match. Braun ends up winning. He was able to do his it's kind of a suplex, similar version to a jackhammer, but not it's done a little. It's more of a Davy Boy Smith power slam at the end than than a, a rollover splash. I guess is the way to put that. But Braun retains, as he should have. Uh, great match by Gunther. He's he's fantastic, which leads us to Friday Night SmackDown, where a guy who used to be known as. Uh, Martel Barthel or Barthel Martel, whichever it was. He was not Fabian Eichner. He's the one Fabian Eichner walked out on from Imperium. He comes out, and they tell us that his name is Ludwig Kaiser. And he introduces us to his uh, good friend, Gunther. He takes on a local guy named Joe Alonso. So are you following along here? This thing has got more... Uh, loops and twists and turns than your favorite roller coaster. This is crazy. This it's just and, the, and the, that only involved like six people, but it went across three shows. 
And it's just, I guess, seven if you want to count Joe Alonzo. Good Joe Alonzo. But uh, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser apparently are now on SmackDown. Uh, also on SmackDown, Raquel Rodriguez. She gets a new last name, and it's Raquel Gonzalez. But she goes by Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, good for her. Looks like some NXT call-ups have happened. Um, let's see. So now back to back to Raw, if you're still following along. And if you're not, I don't blame you. Um, Lashley and Omas get into it a little bit. MVP turns on Lashley. It's because Omas needs MVP's help. And, and that, that makes sense. That's fine. Uh, it seems like Carmella and Zelina Vega are going to split, as they probably should anyway. They, the team was good while it lasted, but in the WWE, very rarely does the team last more than about six, eight months anyway. And if they do, they start jobbing out to everybody, so good for them. Um... Okay, that was the end of Raw. In SmackDown, I told you about all of that stuff. Um, I have no idea. I know the people that were in hoods that kept attacking people are one of the NXT UK tag teams. Which one, I don't know. I tried to find out. I tried to figure it out. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with a lot of those people. So hopefully we can uh, figure that out for next week. It looks like Cameron Grimes, who is your new North American champ, is going to take on Solo Sokoa, who is a brother or a cousin of the Usos and Roman Reigns. He's, he's, he's in with that family somewhere. I don't know his exact affiliation, but uh, at some point you'll see them link up, I believe. But they kind of had words with each other, and that's, that's going to be a really good matchup. That's two people they really think a lot of. And it will be interesting to see what they do moving forward with that. Um, it looks like that after defeating Gunther, Braun's next opponent will either be Joe Gacy or Harlan. Because by the end of this, by the end of NXT, they had kidnapped Braun's dad, Rick Steiner, put him in a small shark cage where he was tied to a chair. I guess we're going into this now. I mean, you, you make, you take six months to make Elias into Ezekiel, and then this is the best you can do to make someone a contender? Yeah. Okay. Um... I told you Raquel Gonzalez, otherwise known as Raquel Rodriguez now, real original. Uh, her and Dakota Kai, who were the brand new tag champs, had a rematch with Toxic Attraction, who were the former champs. Of course, Toxic Attraction ends up winning their belts back. Dakota Kai is now left back in, in limbo as Raquel Gonzalez gets the call-up that I thought Dakota Kai should have gotten. Okay, so my guess is that Dakota... And Wendy Chu will probably uh, start teaming up again, which would be nice. They're a fun tag team, and uh, I don't even have to be the champs. They're just, they're fun. And I, I got to say this, too. We all know that the tag team MSK, that they got rid of Nash. I think his name's Nash. It wasn't Wesley, it was uh, Nash Carter or Carter Nash, one, one or the other. And then yet, they not only still had their tag team championships, but they were on this week's NXT. I don't get it. We know he got let, let go with the company, and yet here he is. So, WWE, fix it. You told us you got rid of the guy, and yet he still appeared on your television screen. So, fix it. On SmackDown, uh, basically Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, we're leading up to a 
I quit match between the two of them. I don't know why you just didn't do a submission match. It's, it's just I quit matches usually don't go great. We got to see Butch finally wrestle. He took on Xavier Woods. Xavier won with a roll-up, but uh, we're going to see a Butch that is, man, he is a fireball. He is shot out of a cannon fireball-like. What Nikki Cross was, just like rabid squirrel. And he was jumping on everybody, including Sheamus and Ridge at the, at the end, who were trying to, to hold him off. But, uh, yeah, Butch, you guys that don't know Butch, you guys are going to like him. He's He is a great, brutal-style wrestler. He's called the Bruiserweight for a reason. Which, you know, Kofi and, and Xavier Woods made reference to. It was kind of funny. Uh, I told you about that stuff. Corbin and Moss are going to split, as they should. Moss uh, doesn't really need Corbin anymore, and Corbin doesn't need Moss. Um, I want Moss to be something other than Madcap Moss, so we will see what he does going forward. Uh, he is, he's kind of like a Wardlow in a way, in the way he's built, and he's a big guy. He could do some stuff. Hopefully he gets a chance to, and hopefully Corbin does too. They're both really good. Um... They did a big-time promo with Lacey Evans about how proud she was to represent the military and be in the WWE. And it uh, looks like uh, her days of, of wrestling are, or her being back in the ring are soon approaching. And I can't wait. She is a fantastic performer. Uh, and congratulations to her on her second child being born, which is why she's been out. Um, and then it looks like Roman and crew came out and then Shinsuke Nakamura who came out to, I can't, I guess kind of defend Rick Boogs getting hurt during the Uso match. And it was, it was a good moment. Roman Reigns reaches over and gives Shinsuke a hug. And by the time he steps back, here comes the double super kick from the Usos. It looks like it's going to be. Roman Reigns and Shinsuke Nakamura going forward, and uh, I can't wait. This should have happened years ago. Uh, Shinsuke could be a title holder in the WWE. I hope they build this. I hope they they do it the right way because even if Shinsuke doesn't win, you need the rest of the audience to realize how good he really is. So that's it. That's everything I've got coming up. Everything going on. Um, it's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of Strong Style. I told you guys how to uh, rate, review, follow the show, subscribe, do all those fun things because it helps our numbers. And the more interactions and numbers we get, I can continue to bring this to you free. I don't want to charge you for this stuff. And I can keep bringing you better content because they like those clicks and other things like that. Uh, don't forget, UFC Fight Night Luke versus Muhammad is this Saturday on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Bellator 277 is uh, McKee versus Pitbull 2. That is uh, Patricio Pitbull. By the way, Patricio has already come out and said that uh, when AJ McKee is is uh, done with this fight, he wants to bump up a uh, weight class and uh, come see him, then he, he'll be waiting for him as well. So that. That could be fun. But uh, Bellator 277, McKee vs. Pitbull 2 is on pay-per-view this Friday at uh, all the... Uh, I think it's on Showtime, I think, is where their stuff is. But either way, I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Go watch fighting. Go watch wrestling. Deuces, gooses.